Hello there and welcome to your favorite program on radio, Nasco Moments Radio Show, which comes on air every Saturday at this hour. Do you know where your children are this very moment? Unemployment has remained a global problem, which governments all over the world have continued to grapple with. Here in Nigeria, various policies and interventions are being innovated and put in place to create jobs for the citizens, especially for the teeming youth. Opportunities abound in many areas for young people and the unemployed to focus attention on jobs. For example, experts have stated that the gemstone industry has multiple prospects for scaling back the alarming unemployment figures in Nigeria. The inherent potential of the gemstone subsector of the mining economy is therefore being touted as one of the main areas yet to be fully tapped in order to combat the debilitating effects of youth unemployment. What then are gemstones? How are they processed and marketed? What is the value of Nigerian gemstones in the global market? How can Nigerian youth key into the industry to become self-employed and perhaps even become themselves employers of labor and capital? These and many other issues are what we will take on as we discuss job opportunities for youth in the gemstones industry in Nigeria on this week's edition of Nasco Moments Radio Show. Our guest today is Mr. Tesu Aga, a lecturer with the Department of Geology at the University of Jos. Tesu Aga is himself a versatile young man. He is an influential youth mentor, a value-adding professional and a visiting lecturer at the Laurel School of Mines, Lagos to boot. An author, Mr. Tesu Aga, is a member of the Nigerian Mining and Geosciences Society. Remember, Nasco Moments Radio Show is powered by your leading household and food products provider, Nasco Group Nigeria. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. I'm Hudun Gyan. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Mr. Tesu Aga, thank you for coming on to our show this morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning, listeners. Now, we all have ideas, the ideas that come into our head when we think about gemstones, but I'd like to hear from a professional what gemstones are. Uh, thank you very much. Gemstones are naturally occurring uh, materials that are desirable for their beauty and they're also valuable in rarity and sufficiently durable to give lasting pleasure. Now the word gemstones is an umbrella term for precious and semi-precious stones and there's a distinction between the precious stones and precious metals. The precious metals are things like gold and silver. Now what types of gemstones are in demand? Uh, there are so many of them for want of time I'm going to just mention 10. Uh, diamond, ruby, emerald, sapphire, Tomaline, garnet, aquamarine, topaz, amethyst, and garnet. These are the gemstones that are in demand. Do we have all of these in Nigeria? In fact, we have over a thousand different species of gemstones in Nigeria. Mm. So let's learn about the ones we have in Nigeria. 
All right, we have um, ruby, we have emerald and sapphire. Those are the precious stones that we have in Nigeria. We don't have diamonds, but the semi-precious stones that we have are countless. And we have so many of them like tourmaline, garnet, aquamarine, topaz, amethyst, kunzite, and so many of them. Mm. So where are they all located in Nigeria? Um, they are located in all the federating states, including the, uh, that's in Nigeria, including at the FCT. However, they are concentrated within the 400 kilometer long and 150 kilometer wide northeast southwest trending pegmatite belt of Nigeria. That's, in other words, it stretches right from Shaki in the southwestern parts of the country, right down to Tafawabeliwa in uh, Bauchi in the northeastern part of Nigeria. Now, some of the active mines that we have right now that gemstones are being produced. In the southwest, we have Ukeho, Shaki, Ijoro, Ife. It might surprise you to know right now that even in Ife, where the police station is, and also the Nigerian prison service, gemstones are being mined as we speak. Ramoko and Ijo. And we also have within the Middle Belt region, you have within uh, Lokoja and Kaba Axis, where you have a lot of topaz that is being mined. Within the Nasara Igong Axis, right down to southern part of Kaduna, like Wansu, you have emeralds of high quality that is being um, mined. We also have places like Barkinladi, you have Wamba, you have Nguanduka um, uh, and Kefi, where you have a lot of tumalins of different species. In Panshin area, for example, you also have a lot of garnets that are in high demands. You come down to places like Toro in Bauchi, you have even the um, yellow form of sapphire that is also in high demand, right down to Tafabeloan Das Axis. Just to mention a few, even within Plateau, you have places like Gurum, you have places like um, so many of the places in Rukuba that right now the gemstones have been mined. Mm. And when I hear all these things that we have rubies and emeralds, then I wonder why I've never, you know, worn rubies and emeralds. Why are they not available for us? No, they're actually rare. And that's one of the things that makes them precious, but they're actually available. And uh, some of them, we have been cutting them. But the reason why most people have not really encountered them is that 90% of the gemstones that occur in Nigeria are actually exported illegally out of the country and then they are also processed in advanced countries and so most of most Nigerians get to buy them um, in form of jewelries you know each time they travel outside the country ah so we don't get to do anything about them at home and that explains quite a lot um, so maybe um, that will form part of the questions we have for you when we return from this break this is the Nasco moments radio talk show and if you're just joining us today uh, we're talking about job opportunities for youth in the Nigeria gemstones industry. Please join us again. A promise kept. Save all the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco Cream Crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco Cream Crackers is best served with tea, coffee, and cheese. Nasco Cream Crackers. Hey. Nasco Cream Crackers. A promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. 
Nasco Cream Crackers. Nasco Cream Crackers, another quality product from Nasco. Welcome back. This is the Nasco Women Show on radio. Our guest today is Mr. Teso Aga, a lecturer with the Geology Department, University of Jos, and member of the Nigeria Mining and Geosciences Society. He has been sharing his thoughts on job opportunities for youth in the gemstones industry. Now, tell us some more about how gemstones are explored and mined in Nigeria. Okay, basically there are three ways that gemstones are explored in the country. The first one is actually, it may surprise you, it's actually through accidental discoveries. Uh, in most cases, gemstones are found associated with other minerals of interest. For example, on the plateau here, you find people discovering gemstones in the course of exploring for tin. And so, in other cases, you also have headsmen and also farmers who also go to the farms and then accidentally they discover gemstones and later on discover that they are valuable. The second way through which gemstones are explored is through prospecting by amateur collectors. In most cases, when you drive around Park and Ladirium access, you find by the roadside most of uh, those laborers digging up unconsolidated stream uh, gravels and also place accumulation and certain bedrock masses. And then the third, which is actually quite rare, but the best way to actually explore is carried out by companies and that is sequential exploration. Now this has to do with the use of geographic information system and also remote sensing techniques, which is also followed by test pitting, drilling and or geophysical methods. The way it is mined, the truth of the matter is that gem mining operations in Nigeria are typically primitive. Dikes are worked by open cast excavation sometimes to a depth of like 15 meters and you find equipment for example like chisel, rock hammer, steel bar, pans you know that have been used you know by collectors and you also have the sluicing methods that has been used and sometimes glory hole mining that is also known as rat hole mining that has led to the death of uh, so many people that are engaged in this activity. I've always advocated at different forests that modern mining techniques should be adopted by mining companies. Such methods should include drilling, blasting, and minimum uh, timbering and hoisting. Now these, these uh, methods of mining that you have said are not modern, are they employed by the companies or just individuals who go in there and mine and try their luck? Just individuals that are trying their luck. Mm. Uh, so those ones are actually, um, I wouldn't want to call them illegal miners, but they are uh, informal miners. Right now the government is trying to organize them into cooperatives so that they can be exposed through form of training so that they can do it in a way that is uh, environmentally friendly. Mm. Now, um, what is the process or mechanism of the identification of pure or genuine gemstones? Well, the identification of the natural gemstones require an understanding of their properties, which include hardness, specific gravity, cleavage, fracture, twinning tenacity, etc. Now, these properties can be determined by gemological equipment such as loop, diamond tester, Chelsea filter, refractometer, microscope, spectroscope, digital scale, gem torch, and so many uh, others. The interesting aspect of it is that uh, we don't have a place in this country where synthetic gemstones are produced and as a result the risk is low. In countries like America, in California for example, they have four nuclear reactors where most of the gemstones are radiated so it becomes very complex when you are dealing with uh, distinguishing between a synthetic gemstones from the ones that are natural. So the risk is actually quite low 
in Nigeria. Mm. All right. Um, how are gemstones classified in order to determine their quality? Okay. Um, gem- classification of gemstones is actually based on what we call the five C's. The first one is color. The first thing that attracts most people to gemstones is actually the brilliance, you know, and its color. So, uh, the deeper the color, the more expensive the stone. So you have, for example, if you have a colorless blue topaz, it will be less expensive than the sky blue topaz, and that will be less expensive than the Swiss blue, and that will be less expensive than the electric blue topaz. And so you have this gradation based on color. Another form is the clarity. That is very common here in Nigeria. You have this classification based on the blemishes and inclusions that you have within the gemstones. So in Nigeria, for example, you have the classification that you have um, a class A, which is almost flawless, and you have class B that has inclusions that are ranges between two to eight percent. Now, the intentional buyers that come into this country and Africa, you know, come into target this class A and B, but you also have those that have uh, impurities that are up to ten to twenty percent, which could fall into class C, and then you have those that are even up to forty percent that could be grade D. And then you have those that are up to 50% that you refer to as shango. Those ones cannot be cut and polished, but then they are cabochoned into buttings and, and the rest. Then you also have a classification that is based on carats. Carats is the weight of the gemstone. So five carats is equivalent to one gram. The more the carats, the more expensive is the stone. And then the country is the fourth C. Now, for example, the diamonds that are removed in uh, Kimberley Dykes in South Africa are more expensive from the ones that are removed in Lesotho. And those ones are also more expensive than the ones that are from the Democratic Republic of Congo. So the country of origin of the gemstones also is being classified. And you also have the cuts. Even within the country, you can also have that kind of classification. For example, the sapphire that you have within Mambila. It's more expensive than the ones you have in Antang in Southern Kaduna. Is it merely about the quality or just about the location? No, they, they, in terms of the location, the geological processes that lead to the formation brings out some certain qualities in those regions. Yeah. And so when they get into the international market, you get to know exactly that this one is more expensive. And then the last one is the cut. So the cut is a human factor and it depends on the skill. So commercial cuts, for example, are less expensive than the customized cuts. For example, I'm able to cut up to 63 round stones, but I cannot try that with a, a customized cut. It may take me up to a day to be able to finish one cut, and it's more expensive. Mm, that's interesting. Can you tell us further on the prospects of the gemstones industry? How would you rate the value of Nigerian gemstones in the international market? All right, thank you very much. Most of the top leading gemstones hubs in the world do rely on Africa, particularly Nigeria, for their rough gemstones to sustain their jewelry industry. It might interest the listener to know that Nigeria has the largest deposit of colorless stupas in the world. Also, half of the known gemstones in the world occur in Nigeria. Thailand, for example, that has less than 50% of the gemstones of currencies that Nigeria has engages 25% of their population and they have a population of 60 million. They are directly or indirectly involved in the gemstone industry. You also have Sri Lanka that only has coconuts and gemstones, but 30% of the population are engaged in this business. From the research that has been carried out by the Lawrence School of Mines, 500,000 Nigerians can be engaged in the industry every year. Now, Nigerian gemstones are among the most expensive in the world, 
Example, the Mambila Sapphire from Taraba State are the best in the world and sold for over 1 million US dollars per gram. Hmm. Now I'm wondering why we don't have more millionaires and billionaires in Nigeria. Because we are focusing on the wrong things. Thank God that the economy is being diversified as a result of the fluctuation in the oil price. So very soon, with the attention of the government focusing on agriculture and mining, this sector will be resuscitated and then we can see those millionaires. <laughs> All right then. It's the NASCO Moments radio talk show and I hope that uh, you're finding the program interesting. We'll be back with the final segment of this program. Please don't go away. For whatever flavor you may need, yes, 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 so crunchy and so creamy, yes, 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 it's open, fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. This is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. We have been discussing job opportunities for youth in the gemstones industry with Mr. Teso Aga, a lecturer with the University of Joss and author of the book, How to Facet Nigerian Gems. He's also a consulting geologist, lapidarist at Top Gems Prolific Limited, Joss. Now, tell us the value of uh, Nigerian gemstones once again and how they can be enhanced for value addition. Okay, the value of Nigerian gemstones can be enhanced through the following methods. Heating, diffusion, irradiation, uh, sorting, preforming, calibration, cutting and polishing. The first three that I mentioned, which is heating, diffusion and irradiation, the purpose is to accentuate the color. You deepen the color so that at the end of the day, the value is increased. At the moment, that is not happening in Nigeria. So there's a huge opportunity for people to venture into that area. And then you have the sorting. We have some sorters even here in the city of Joss. We also have performers, but uh, we constitute just less than 8% you know, uh, of people who are engaged in this value addition. That explains why. 95% of all the gemstones that we have in this country is smuggled out. How are Nigerian gemstones traded and marketed now that you've talked about it locally and internationally? In Nigeria, we have gemstone hubs and some companies that serve as buying centers. Ojo, for example, and Olode in Ibadan serve as a hub where people go to buy and trade gemstones. Abuja Cultural Center, Kefi, Kwanga, uh, Joss, and Bauchi are some of the hubs. Internationally, the open hubs include uh, Chantaburi in Thailand, you have Jaipur in India, you have Ramatnapura in Sri Lanka, and you also had the 82nd and 84th Street in New York. You also have Idaho by Stein in Germany. That, those are places that Nigerian gemstones are sold. Now in Nigeria, gemstones are traded in grams because most of the locals do not really understand carrots, but in the international market, it is sold in carrots. So people buy in grams and then they sell in the international market because 75% of all the market is in the international. And how it is traded is that you have a situation where you have an international buyer coming into the country and then you have someone who serves as a, uh, a broker 
that links the international buyer with the laborer. You also have a situation whereby the international buyer now deals directly with the company who usually will own the mines. And that's the method that I've always advocated because in organized settings, you don't have foreigners who are coming in getting direct access to our mines. So that's a huge opportunity where Nigerians can also key into when they become sorters. I mean, they become um, people that are able to serve as links like middlemen and so on. Then you also have a situation where um, the intentional buyers now get a local buyer that is able to link them directly, you know, to the mine. So uh, directly, those those are the three methods that go on even within and outside the country. When the international buyer meets uh, uh, the local uh, buyer, does the local buyer actually know uh, the value of the stones? Does he get a good bargain? No. He doesn't. That's where the exploitation comes in. And that's why you find all these Chinese, you know, and people from Thai all across the country. You know, they are littered in our minds and they are exploiting us. The unfortunate aspect of it is that once they buy some of those stones, they get it out of the country and they don't even pay taxes. So that is the area that the issue of regulation needs to come in and more companies need to set in and more youths need to get into the industry so that at the end of the day they can become brokers. Still about the youth because mm. this is where we want to focus on. Um, it is the crux of our conversation. How can Nigerian youth key into this gemstone industry in order to benefit from the huge potentials that it offers? All right, thank you very much. Nigerians, especially the youth, can key into the following areas in the gem industry. They can choose to become gem brokers, they can become sorters, they can become performers, calibrators, dopers, and cutters. Also, with basic knowledge, they can become gem traders. Last year alone, the federal government, through the Bank of Industry, trained 1,200 youths across the geopolitical zones, 200 per zone. And right now, as I'm speaking to you, we've worked on the particular templates that loans will be given to them at 5% interest rate so that they can begin gem trading. The window of opportunity will soon be open. And so I will encourage the listener to uh, pay attention to dailies uh, to be able to watch out for the next opportunity of training that will come. But then having said that, the most expensive currency that is needed in the gemstone trade is actually not money for startups. What is needed is integrity. If you're able to build integrity and trust within the industry, many people will be able to give you money to be able to trade or their stones to be able to carry on with transactions so that you're able to build your business. Now that tells me that there's probably a shocking lack of integrity in the business. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, finally, um, for anyone wishing to join the gemstone industry in Nigeria, what would you say to that person? Well, I would like to say that academic degrees are good, but in most cases, from my own personal observation and experience, they don't pay the bills. Skills do. I would therefore strongly recommend that the listener who is passionate about gemstones to venture into it with all his or her strength because the gemstone industry is strategic in the diversification of the Nigerian economy and opportunities are huge. All right, so we look forward to um, having more opportunities in the gemstone industry for the youth. And that will have to end our discussion this morning. I have been speaking with Mr. Tesu Aga, a lecturer with the Department of Geology, University of Jos, and author of the book, How to Facet Nigerian Gems. 
He's also a member of the Nigeria Mining and Geosciences Society and member, Council of Mining Engineers and Geoscientists. We thank you sincerely for being on the program today. Thank you for having me. And I hope that this discussion has been very enlightening to you and that you are now in a position to key into the huge potentials that the gemstone industry offers. You can follow NASCO on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or on Twitter on the handle at NASCO group. Uh, you can freely send any feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. We're moving on to our NASCO Moments trivia questions segment. Our question for this week is, what is the full name of the chairman of the governing board of the Solid Minerals Development Fund, SMDF, of Nigeria? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your name and location. And last week, we asked you to tell us the full meaning of the acronym IPCR. The answer is Institute for Peace and Conflict Resolution. Our winners are Mrs. Happy from Faringada and Ikenna Chekube from Apata. Congratulations, you'll get a call and tell you how to claim your NASCO gift baskets. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Harun Audu and Solomon Audu. I'm Hudun Gyan, asking you to join us again next week for another interesting discussion. Music